Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today, Bears Nation podcast talks about the debate of Coach Nagy and his decision to sit the starters, a little recap of Chiefs and Bears game, and a formal apology from myself, Josh Lyles, to Chase Daniel and Tyler Bray. Let's talk some Bears football. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? All right, welcome to Bears Nation podcast. I'm here with. Uh, Jake and Chris, and let's get started. This week was a crazy, crazy week when it comes to the fans and Twitter and uh, debates because Matt Nagy decided to sit the starters, and there was all kinds of uproar, and there was all kinds of uh, debate on whether or not Matt Nagy made the right choice. Um, Jake, you want to talk a little bit about this? Yeah, I mean, my thing is that I think it was the right choice. Obviously, we all know that injuries happen in the preseason and, you know, sometimes catastrophic things, um, things you don't want to see and things that really change the course of uh, how your regular season is going to go. So I'm on board with this decision. I know it didn't sit well with a lot of people, but, I mean, when you have guys like, I mean, look at the guys they have. You know what you're getting out of Trubisky for the most part. He's looked good this preseason. You know what you're getting out of Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. You know what Trey Burton brings to the table. Like We've seen these guys for the last few weeks already, and so I really don't think one sitting one preseason game out um, that you weren't expecting to sit out is really going to affect everyone. I'd rather have everyone healed up, healthy, and ready to go for week one than playing a preseason game and get even more dinged up and possibly risk an even worse injury. For me, I mean, I actually had tickets to the game. And um, once my dad found out the starters were sitting, we just sold, got rid of the tickets right away. Um, I, and, I saw your tweet, Chris. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually completely okay with it. Like, I honestly don't care because I thought about it. And, uh, like, celebrating the touchdowns that would happen in that game – at the end of the day, are meaningless. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you go home and the Bears are still 0-0, zero and zero, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm completely okay with it. I uh, have everyone ready for that game against Green Bay, and I'll work on everything from there. Definitely. And just to play devil's advocate, there's, there's all kinds of arguments on both sides. So, wherever you stand as a listener, uh, make your stance and stick with it. Uh, but to hear the other side... Uh, Every rep counts. That's that's something that's going around. Um, practice doesn't equal to actual game time play. Um, if you're on that field uh, with another team on the opposite side, everybody's playing 100%. Everybody wants to, to prove their point to be on that field. Um, and so you're not going to get that in practice of playing against your own guys. 
Kyle Long said that Akeem Hicks is a big, scary guy, and he's no fun to have to guard. But I guarantee you Akeem Hicks is going to take it a little lighter if he sees Kyle Long grabbing his ankle really quick. You know, like if he's not going to go 110% to hurt his own teammate. You know what I mean? Whereas the the opposite side in an actual game, um, the defense is going to be playing as hard as they possibly can against the opposite team, the offense, and you get actual game time reps, no matter if it's a game that counts or a game that doesn't count. For some reason, on that field, everybody, and I'm glad that competitive nature is there during a preseason game, because um, it definitely seems like everybody's trying their hardest, even if it is preseason. And then some other things, Trubisky, yes, he we've seen him, but he definitely has shown, especially especially since this is a new system for him, he's a rookie again. Like this may be his sophomore year, but this is a whole new system. Like this is everything's new to him, and he needs he needs those reps. But to back to the flip side, there were some injuries last week. Um, there's some the guys are sore, the guys are tired, and if you if you have Trubisky in there. You need everybody in there. And if you have everybody in there, you're risking literally the entire team. And so I, I get it. So I'm on the side of I agree with Nagy. But I see the other side, like every rep counts. Um, practice is not the game. Um, but well, the thing is, if you risk Trubisky, I mean, you, you hit on it for a second, Josh. You risk Trubisky, you risk the whole season. I mean, because that's pretty much everything. And we'll talk about Chase Daniel later in the show, obviously. But... I mean, Trubisky is the team. I mean, this isn't the Philadelphia Eagles where uh, the Bears have such a complete team that a backup quarterback can come in and Nick Foles can come in and take you to the championship and you're ho- hoisting the trophy. I mean, and you, and my other point was going to be, we have guys from injury. Kyle Long had a couple surgeries in the offseason. Allen Robinson obviously had the huge uh, leg knee injury last year, still coming back from that. Howard's been banged up before so it's, again, back to, like, the, yeah, you don't want to risk Trubisky, but you also don't want to risk key guys like I just mentioned either. I mean, it's everybody. What about what about the argument of being cold? So, like, week one comes and they haven't had – they've had two weeks off game time-wise. I know they've been practicing in between, and that might be the argument. They're, they're practicing a ton in between the two games. Week one comes and get injured mean, because of a soft tissue I mean, um, injury. For all in, uh, intents and purposes, the pre these preseason games, like sitting out one game, I mean, these guys are the top athletes in the world, and I I, I don't think that missing a extra game, and I kind of said this earlier, missing an extra game isn't going to affect some of these guys who have the best trainers in the world and have the best regimens in the world. They're some of the top athletes. Like, they take care of themselves. I mean, they're not sitting back. They're not going to Portillo's every day instead of, you know, taking care of their bodies. Like, they're not destroying a chocolate cake shake. It's They're still doing all their reps and everything they need to do so that they're ready. And I fully believe that they will be ready for week one. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, um, like you said, uh, if if – um, two weeks of not playing a real football game, but still practicing. I mean, if if you're rusty after that, um, I mean, like if you completely lo- lose your talent, then you shouldn't be a football player. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it shouldn't affect them to the point where they they look like they're playing peewee football. Um, so you know, I completely agree with it. Just have everyone ready, and even if they do come out to a slow start, um, we're gonna have our players 
I'm healthy this year, you know what I mean? And at least start the season off with, with the majority of the team healthy, and that's what we can hope for. Okay, so let's say you guys are commissioner, okay? You guys get to choose what to do with this whole preseason debate thing in general because this seems like it's going to be – this is going to be a trend. This seems like it's going to be something that goes on for years to come, seasons to come. And so you're commissioner, and you have to figure out what to do with these preseason games because now nobody's watching, nobody cares, um, and your numbers are going down. What are you guys going to do with preseason? I'm doing the Hall of Fame game and then just two preseason games. Um, I think that, I think you just need those tune-up games. I mean, most, uh, teams have their starters really only play those middle two games anyway, maybe a first series or two on the, in that first game. So I think you keep the hall of fame game, have all the glitz and glamor for that, obviously. Um, but then I think you have just two across the board for everyone, everyone else, not in the hall of fame game, get the tune-ups and just get it going. Because I, I think, like you said, Josh, once it's preseason, we get to this fourth week and there's a couple interesting points on each team. Like, is this person going to make this squad and blah, 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 on and on and on. But really, everyone's just itching for week one. Yeah, um, for me as well, um, shorten it to two games. Um, you know, at this point, it's just like, uh, I mean, four preseason games is just so meaningless. It just, it takes up so much time, you know, so many players and key players that, that get injured and it's just, it's just so pointless in my opinion. And uh, two games should be enough. Just like Jake said, just a little tune up to get them like, um, you know, kickstarted and then just let them go. I think this is the first year in a while that I, no one like really big, like no big name has really gotten injured this preseason. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And I, think I mean, you, but I think you just jinxed it, my friend. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I probably should have waited until next episode to say that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, we know the Bears, most of their starters won't be playing next week, probably, so fingers hey, crossed. So. Hey, hey, Jake, if, if someone big gets injured, I'm um, tagging both you guys, or are just going to laugh about it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just come, send them after me if that happens. It's, that's that's all on me, then I will feel really bad. <laughs> Instead of saying, don't at me, hey, you're you're more than welcome to at me. If yeah, you're... hold me accountable. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Marquise Lee... Just he he injured his. I mean, I don't. How big is he? I don't know. Like star wise. I, I follow I follow a couple of Jags people. They did not seem too worried. Which yeah. I mean, obviously hoping Marquise Lee gets better and does everything that he has to do to get back. But uh, people didn't seem too worried. Uh, yeah. About that seems it. like the biggest the biggest one that happened. But other than that, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't know trying to think off the top of my head if there's and I think it's because of that like nobody's really starting their big name mm-hmm. top tier guys on their team um so me I, I like the whole two preseason games and then the hall of fame game I mean you can't get rid of the hall of fame unless you make it just a nobody's gonna watch it then but the hall of fame game I feel like it's just so important it's just a kickoff to the year it's just fun I would like to see like a summer league so the summer is so long the off season is so long anyways so I think it'd be fun to have a summer league where rookies, new additions to the team, or twos and threes, just basically basically weeks three and four of this preseason, just in a summer league where you could actually evaluate all the guys that you have on your team. I think it'd be a ton of fun, just like NBA is, um, just like NBA does. It'd be fun just to watch these guys 
uh, battle it out for their positions. And then you don't go through this pointless for last two games before the season starts. Like it's like almost a teaser. Like you get to kind of see your guys, and then you have to wait two more weeks before the se- <laughs> before week one finally starts. Like I'm just like oh, like I'm starting to get like a nervous uh, tick because football isn't here yet. <laughs> I mean, football is here, and that's the problem. Football isn't here at the same time, so it's just it drives you even more nuts. But that's what I would do with it. I, I like the idea of a summer league. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, it, it kind of already happens. Like, I mean, it doesn't already happen because camp and stuff, and obviously it's not the same thing. We talked about just a few minutes ago, like game and practice aren't the same thing, obviously. Um, but, I mean – like you said, the NBA summer league can be exciting when you have guys to watch and that you want to watch. So I, I don't hate it. I kind of like it. Um, do I think it'll happen because football is so much different and obviously so much more violent? I don't think that'll happen, but I would not be opposed to it. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's it would be a little bit harder because um, it is football. Um, so I feel like it wouldn't really be the same I feel like it wouldn't run as smoothly as the NBA Summer League does, for example. Um, but I kind of, I kind of do agree with the idea. So uh, maybe not a direct Summer League, but something, I don't know, something that they can work with along the Summer League lines, if that makes sense. Or rearrange the preseason to where the first two games are um, specifically for your, so you keep it four preseason games. Your first two games are specifically for your rookies, the guys you want to see, and um, the last two. Oh, what about this? I just had a really good idea. First two, first two games is for you to evaluate your guys, and then after those two preseason, uh, rookie preseason games, that's when you have to make your cuts. And then the last two preseason games are for your, your 53-man teams to wake up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing the out. Only thing is, the only thing with that is, can you, for those rookie-only games, or, you'd have to do rookie to third-year players because I don't think you, you could get enough guys for a whole, t- whole team yeah. if you only got... No, no, I yeah. mean, you're, you're two... So exactly the way it's, it is now, you just put the, the cut date before the last two preseason games. Mm-hmm. So the last two preseason games, you have to start your starters. Uh, I'm just and just to circle back to the uh, preseason injuries thing. Um, I'm looking at a thing right now, and so last year some of the names uh, were Ryan Tannehill, Cam Meredith, Julian Edelman, uh, 2016 Tony Romo, Teddy Bridgewater, Jordy Nelson. Oh no, Jordy Nelson was 2015. Sorry, Tony Romo 2016 though, um, and that we all know Dak Prescott. That's when he set the world on fire. Uh, Jordy Nelson 2015. Sam Bradford, 2014. So, I mean, even the last four years, that's a lot of people and a lot of big guys who are important to their teams. And, again, I'm not trying to jinx it, but this year I feel like first year in four or five years. Yeah, I agree. That's just that's just me. I, mean, oh, I just we've... went down a little rabbit hole there. <laughs> um, another underrated uh, topic that Chase Daniel actually brought up in the postgame sh- uh, interview is he was told like a day before hours before I don't I don't remember exactly the time gap that he was told but he was set, he was told that there the st- starters were going to sit that night 
hours a day before the the actual game. So they he didn't know. So it was like almost he he brought up the point that uh, second string, third string backup quarterbacks they they don't get to go on. They practice as if they're going to be starters, but they don't actually get to go on the field and, until someone either gets hurt at minute of like hey you, this guy's down yet you're you're up. Or someone gets hurt in practice, okay, you got to start preparing to be the starter. So one thing I appreciate about Nagy is he didn't tell these guys until like a day before. So he was like, hey, by the way, guys, you guys are up. And so he got to evaluate these guys as backups. So that was pretty cool, pretty smart on Nagy's part. I don't know if he did that on purpose. Um, I'm going to say he did just because I like him a lot. I thought that was an underrated facet of what happened. No, I mean, you're, you're right. And I mean, obviously, um, maybe it's a little bit of a, just a spin zone, but I mean, like you said, I, I like it. I support it. So I'm all on board. So let's actually talk about last week. Let's talk about the Chiefs and the Bears. Let's talk about things that kind of stuck out to us. So, uh, Chris, you go first. Well, the one thing that pops to my head right away is Javon Wims, obviously. Um, you guys know my love for him. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's just going to be such a good wide receiver. I feel like I, I find myself saying this every podcast, but he's just – such a good player like he's so fun to watch um he's just so talented and um he's gonna bring a lot to this bears team i think in year one i think this year he's just gonna um i i don't know i don't think he's gonna be a, obviously a star this year but um he can be something special and i think we're gonna see a lot of flashes from him i think the, i think he'd be a nice little weapon because i mean we've we talked about it on previous podcasts you have obviously Allen robinson taylor gabriel anthony miller Trey Burton. I mean, Javon Wims, best case scenario. I mean, even Kevin White. Wims is best case scenario, probably the fifth receiver and sixth receiving option, maybe even seventh, depending on how much. You, um, then obviously Cohen's involved. Like, you know, it'll be easy to forget about him. And no disrespect to Javon Wims, but he's going to be lower on that depth chart, especially if the guys around him are playing well. And he just comes out and makes a play like that 54 yard run that he had or a couple of the really nice plays. I mean, I, I really like him. I really like his uh, ability to create a big play out of something at any given moment. Yeah. I think it's comparable to like a Juju Smith Schuster who has a B mm-hmm. on a team, Le'Veon Bell on the team. Um, so it's, it's, I think, I think that's pretty comparable. Like you never know when they're going to use them, you know? Right. I mean, he could be like that, just that lightning strike and, you know, really make teams pay for forgetting about them, which is awesome. Javon Wimps, he's awesome. Let's go on. <laughs> Kevin White, let's talk about Kevin White's touchdown. So, Jake. Let's, let, us, let us please talk about it. Yes. I mean, um, we talked about it last week, how uh, what we were expecting for him a little bit. Uh, obviously, we talked about contracts in the future, but Kevin White finally scored an NFL touchdown. Yeah. And this is far too many years too late to be saying that. You'd think he'd be at many, many more by now. But Kevin White has finally caught a touchdown pass. It feels good to say. I'm sure it feels a thousand times better for him. Um, and he looks awesome. I'm really excited for Kevin White. It looks like he's healthy. looks like he's confident. Um, it looks like we're well past the days where the coaches had to show him film of himself at West Virginia to remind him that he's good uh, because those were some dark times. And it's really exciting to see. I think uh, Kevin White is really going to be a factor this year. Uh, fingers crossed 
stays healthy. Um, and I'm just really excited. I, I think we're finally going to see the player we were promised. And I mean, just go back to the tape like uh, of last week, and he actually took some shots too. So he's not he's not glass anymore. Like he actually took. I think there was a play where he got hit by two players at the same time, and he held onto the ball, and it was just it was amazing. It was cool to see. Kevin White take a shot and I didn't have to cringe because I was like, okay, he's going to be all right. <laughs> um, but still didn't, crit- still didn't give us any thumbs up, which is kind of rude. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he must not have listened to the show like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> he probably just missed that one. It's probably yeah. just the one episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From here on out, Kevin will give us the thumbs up. Um, Chris, <laughs> uh, what do you think about Kevin White? Break us down with that play. I mean that stutter step was just absolutely mm. nasty. I was I was so happy for him. Um, you know he's been criticized um, a lot by our own fans, um, especially, um, and I'm pretty sure he's gotten a lot of stick from people around him as well. Um, so, you know it was it was it was a really exciting uh, thing to see. Um, and that stutter step was it was actually like that that move that he put on. Uh, Put on the corner was just insane. It was disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that that's that's actually the perfect word for it, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's definitely mean, fun it's to watch. Like, What's cool about it too is it was all against starters. Like our our second string beat the snot out of Chiefs defensive starters. Like it was just it was nuts to like see them do what they did to them. And that's a decent defense that the Chiefs have too. Yeah. Like yeah. They're one. They're one of. I mean. Were, I think were they a top ten defense last year? I think so. So I, I mean, like they were right around there, if not. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're beating up on the Browns or you know, it, it it's a legitimate defense. I mean, Kansas City has been playoff contenders, championship contenders the last three four years. So I mean, I mean, like you said, Josh, it's our our second stringers, our backups, just beating up on these guys, and it, it's really, um, again, we every week I feel like we've gotten a small peek into. Uh, Nagy's offense, and it's some exciting stuff. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Let's talk about our running backs a little bit. Chris, you had a pretty strong opinion about one of them. I'm just not a fan of Taquan Mazzell at all. I I said that I think he's he looked awful. Yeah, you, yeah. Chris Chris said Taquan Mazzell looked awful, and I I said I don't think he looked awful, but he he has looked not good though. <laughs> I will say that. Actually kind of like Cunningham. I, I like how shifty he is. I like that he uh, has rapport with the other running backs, too. Like, him and him and um, Tariq Cohen are tight. Like, you, you see them adding each other all the time, tagging each other and stuff. So, I really like I like that, that they have some kind of uh, chemistry. But I love how shifty he is. Like, he's a, he's like a little, a, a bigger, a bigger Tariq Cohen, and not that much bigger. He's not, he's not too big, but, um, He's like a little bowling ball out there because he runs people over, but then at the same time he like shifts around him. Like it's it's fun to watch. But he does uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think of Null? Brian um, Null. Well, I I said this last week. I I think you got to try and get him to the practice squad. Um, I like him as a fullback, but it looks like Burton is entrenched there at least for the time being. But I I think the Bears got to get him to the practice squad because I, I said this last week. If he gets to a team like the Patriots, he's going to be a star and we're going to regret it. Like, that's just – he's a perfect Bill Belichick player, and I would rather not see that happen. I would say just leave him as a running back and just put him on the practice squad. 
Um, yeah, I, 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 we've seen flashes from him. I think he could be a, a really talented uh, backup player in the league. I like how he's just resilient. Like he, mm-hmm. he just fights through tackles. Um, I mean, his his vision could be a little bit better, but you can learn that. Uh, but his his drive, I think, and that's the stuff you can't learn, like heart and and drive and and all that. So like, I, I really appreciate that. He's just made for one yard plunges, like on the goal line or on a conversion. Like that's, he's just made for that. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's wrap it up. Let's go. Let's move on to this uh, this upcoming game against the Bills. Not much to report on it. It's probably going to look exactly like last week, uh, where we see. Oh, Tyler Bray is supposed to start the entire game. Actually, Chase Daniel. Uh, I did see that. Chase Daniel is going to take a break, so t- that'll be interesting. This he'll try to fight for a roster spot. Uh, I actually did hear that there might not be a spot for him just because we don't need three quarterbacks on the roster, and we're trying to fit as many of these talented guys. Like, it, I, I love that we have so many guys we're trying to fit into this 53-man roster because that's never really been a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, last couple of years it's been trying to find guys to keep, like, to yeah. fill out the back end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Tyler Bray is going to be fighting for his roster spot, and if he he could prove if he could prove himself, and I'm down for keeping three quarterbacks on the roster just because stuff Absolutely. happens. Yeah. Um, and well, Josh, if he, speaking of the backup quarterbacks, do you want to roll back some comments you had made after the Hall of Fame oh, game? Geez, calling me out. Some yeah. back. Chase Daniel, Tyler Bray. If you listen to this podcast, just like Kevin White does, Kevin White. You all definitely do. They listen to it together. Yeah, uh, I'm so sorry. I said you guys looked awful um, after the Hall of Fame game. I believe, after seeing what you guys have done, um, I believe that if we need a guy in a pinch, you guys can definitely step up and be those guys. So I, this is me apologizing to you, and I'm going to put some kind of sweet music behind this this apology. So I just want to <laughs> let you know that. <laughs> But, uh, yes, I admit I was wrong, and they are great backups. And at the very least, even if they wouldn't have been great backups, they would have been awful this preseason, I love the fact that they can offer so much to Mitch Trubisky. Like, they've had so much um, experience in this type of offense, whether it be Doug Peterson with Chase Daniel or um, um, Matt Nagy with Tyler Bray. So they, they all have history in this. They both have history in this offense, and, We've definitely seen the the fruit of that. So, yeah, I admit it. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, more on the Bills game. What do you What are you looking for, uh, Chris? What do you What do you want to see in this game? I'm just gonna go ahead and say it again. I'm just looking forward to Javon Wims again. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, I'm actually interested. Do you guys think he's gonna play? Yeah, I, I think he has to just because you're already counting out. Probably Robinson Miller, Gabriel, and so I think he's yeah. probably he's probably wide receiver one for that game to be honest. Yeah, that, that's that, okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But okay, yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to see how he plays. Um, of course, Tyler Bray as well. Um, you know, if he shows something, well, if if he if he looks good, um, you know, he could make the uh, the team. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, uh, Javon Williams, Tyler Bray. Uh, those are the two guys I'm, I'm really focusing on against the Bills. Something we don't talk about very much on this show is defense. So 
on defense, mm-hmm. what are you guys what are you guys looking for? Well, that was going to be mine. Um, mine is going to be Aaron Lynch and uh, the pass rush. So Kylie Fitz, a uh, couple of the other draft picks, the uh, linebackers that we took, and also guys on the line too. Uh, if Bullard plays, I'm interested to see him um, because he's probably going to be the top option. Um, Roy Robertson have Harris. We talked about him a lot this preseason too. Um, so just those guys I'll be watching. Um, cause obviously the pass rush is a huge thing. I mean, just last week we were talking about the pass rush is so average to below average that should the bears go get Khalil Mack. So I like, that's always going to be a point of, um, interest when watching the bears and see who else can step up. Aaron Lynch is going to be his first action in all preseason and since the very, very beginnings of camp. So interested to see how he looks and if he's going to be looking like someone who can work well opposite Floyd against the Packers week one. Chris, do you have anybody on defense that you're looking for? Yeah, um, we actually touched on these guys, uh, I think, I think right around training camp, but uh, I think it might have been like one of the first few podcasts after the draft. Um, but we were talking about Michael Joseph and Kevin Tolliver and talking about who makes uh, the team at cornerback. And I think both the guys have looked good. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who who outperforms who um, against the Bills and seeing if that will make a difference when um, we see who gets cut. And so far what I've seen, I've really liked Tolliver. I think Tolliver has actually outplayed Michael Joseph. But, I mean, I'm not – an analytics guy at all. So what, what do you what do you think on the level of play? Who who's outplayed each other so far? Um, you know it's tough because I feel like they've both had their ups and downs. Um, obviously they're still learning uh, the, the NFL way, but um, I I honestly think Michael Joseph has been a little bit better. Um, oh, okay. You know uh, the the thing is with Tolliver, it's we hear his name being called more, um, which, if you think about it, for a cornerback is not necessarily a good thing. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And we're not, we're not really hearing about Michael Joseph at all. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I haven't really sat down and broke down the tape or anything like that. So I'm not going to act like he's completely locking everyone up. But, um, you know, it's because it, this, this isn't like a huge story. Um, Kevin Topper versus Michael Joseph, obviously. Um but, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I Michael Joseph, for me, has been has been a little bit better. Um, but I think both guys have been pretty impressive. Gotcha. So I'm looking at the, the stats from the game, the defensive stats, and Isaiah Irving and Kylie Fitz both had a sack, and they both had two quarterback hits, which is definitely something to be excited about. And Isaiah Irving had a tackle for loss. So these guys are getting in the backfield, and that's that's definitely something to be excited about. Yeah, um, I've been impressed by Fitz. I, I'm really happy with because, I mean, we talked about it when he was drafted. He had some injury issues. He had uh, problems staying on the field and maybe some questions about his ability because he dropped to a sixth round. So um, I've been really impressed by him. Yep. And then w- one last topic I just want to hit on. Sherrick McManus in that massive tackle that he had on special teams. He's just a baller. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love him on special teams. We always um, underestimate what special teams brings to a team, but there's a reason they have 
a specific coach for that specific uh, position. Sherrick McManus, I just wanted to give him a shout out and just remind everybody that he's he's a baller. And I, if anybody ever questions his ability, just go back to any of his highlights and he, he gets it done on special teams. Yeah, I just wanted to give him a shout out just because I like him. You've been listening to Bears, the Bears Nation podcast. Uh, I'm Josh. Jake. I'm Chris. And Bear Down. Welcome.